interrogation of a hip-hop album where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums put them on the stand see if they stood the test of time now let's see who we got on the stand today order in the court welcome to another episode of rapping order i'm first class reg i'm tori and b so today we're getting into an album that is centered in queens so we had to have a very special guest who was adamant about joining us because you know and guys we talk about albums all the time like throughout the day with this guy right and if it's queens he makes it his business to give us a visit talking about no none other than humatic himself yes joining us today what's up quincy what's up my brothers how you doing man good bro it's good to have you it's it's good to be here ladies and gentlemen if you've been watching us and like following us over the years Quincy is one of the shyest people ever and, like, never wants to talk. <laughs> this man said, I will be there mm-hmm. for this album. Like, we've done Nas projects. We've done Mob Deep projects. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, he said he had to be here for this for album. This one. And I think it's so that he can get kicked out of Queens. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, man. he came repping Queens. You see the hat? You know? You know, we getting off to a good start. Listen, oh, man. we got the tribe on the side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big yeah. queens today. But I'm just big saying, queens. like, you know, you know what? Whatever he hear, like, whatever he don't like that you say, he gonna call you a meatball. Yeah, yeah, and he might block you. He blocked me. I did. Not, block I did not block. Yeah, he blocked me. On Who? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh shit! Got blocked. He blocked me, but it's <laughs> um, but so if you didn't guess, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting into an album from LL Cool J. This one is titled "Goat," greatest of all time, featuring James T. Smith. Um, it was released in 2000. It was released in September of that year. Um, and this album came at a time when we hadn't fully, as a hip-hop community, familiarized ourselves with the GOAT acronym fully. Like, it was still, like, it was known, like, in sports and shit. You know, you had Earl the GOAT, Man the GOAT. Um, you had... Muhammad uh, Ali. You had Muhammad Ali, obviously. Um, but he was one of the ones that anchored it, like... In, in hip-hop, like, fully, like, fully embrace the term. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to get into, like, uh, Q, like, what did you, what about this album made you adamant to, like, want to join? For me, it was just mostly because it's L. And, you know, I, I grew up, um, I, I moved to Long Island, but most of my life was in not just Queens, but St. Albans. Mm-hmm. And LL's name you know, rang bells. Ring that, bells. You know, his grandmother's house was like right behind my family's house. Mm. You know, my mom, my aunt, I used to see him. So his name, he always kind of, you know, holds a high place in my on my list. Mm-hmm. So anytime we talk in LL, and there's a particular record on here that um that was that means a lot. And okay. I thought it was fire, super fire. I'm so gonna, we're gonna I'm, get into it, it. Is it farmers? Hell no. Okay. I don't like that song. <laughs> I like what the song is about, but yeah, I don't yeah, like that yeah. song. Okay. Actually, the song I'm talking about is, is actually a bonus. Okay. Like, oh, okay. You cool. know what I'm talking about. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. Um, this album was predominantly um, handled by DJ Scratch, um, which, which says a lot. You know, you got you got a lot of big hip-hop elements on here, like like how L would do. You know, you got um, Big Cap on here. Um, you got Funk Flex, which was a big song at the time when it came out. 
You got um you got DMX, you got Snoop Dogg, just some of the features. You got Method Man, you got Red Man. Um but what were your thoughts on this album when it dropped, T? Um shit. So my mom is a huge hip hop fan, as I've talked about many times. So when this project came out, like I remember my mom had it and we went on um a road trip to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So she was playing this album, like, and we're listening to it and um I remember the build up to this project because Ill Bomb came out on the tunnel project. And that was a big deal because like, you know, it was right after like him and cannabis had like their whole back and forth. So like people was like, Oh shit, like LL is like, you know, everybody thought he was going like Hollywood in the house and everything like that, but like nah, he's back for blood. Like mm-hmm. he's you know, coming for everybody. So with that being said, like I was like really interested to hear this project. So then like when I heard the name of it, greatest of all time and like but it was spelled out because I first I was like, why the fuck is he calling himself GOAT? Like, but mm-hmm. you know, when I saw the acronym, I was like, damn. And that was like one of the first times that I actually like thought about cause I th- I was still young, but I was, that was one of the first times I thought about like, yo, who is the best rapper? Like, is he is LL the greatest? Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, LL Cool J is the first rap superstar. Mm-hmm. He's the flagship artist of Dev. He's the flagship artist of Dev Jam. And some people might say he's a flagship artist of rap music. Mm-hmm. Right? Because before that, everybody had to be in a group. So he was like solo. Like, I know Curtis Blow was a big deal, but like LL surpassed what Curtis Blow did yeah. as a solo artist. You know what I'm saying? And, and Melly Mel. Right? So pretty much like he laid out the blueprint. So I, like, it just made me like think about. Come on, LaShawn. It made me think about like what. Like what? Like what? What? What does that mean? What does that look like? Cause you like, I, it's something you never, you never really gave that like thought. So then that made the conversation like a thing, and people had to like talk about that. So like you know, going to school and like you know me <laughs> talking to my friends, I'm like, yeah, El Cusi is the greatest rapper of all time. They're like, yo, fuck out of here. Jay Z is the greatest rapper of all time. Biggie's the greatest rapper of all time. You know, like they like Jay Z, Biggie, and Nas. It's like a thing. Tupac, you know. So like that was just discussions and then me over here like being wanting to be young touring the historian I'm like well technically <laughs> well actually <laughs> LL Cool J you know but it's like they were like he they were like LL can't out rap this person he can't do that. I'm like he just beat cannabis cannabis and at that time cannabis was like respected mm-hmm. so like in my I was like and yeah. and came with a a wild this that shit was fire yeah. second, oh, yeah. round, second knockout round knockout was crazy yeah. it was so, good yeah so it like you know like I like you know, as you know, but as like my musical taste has like grown, like I understand like why so many people like didn't agree that LL is the goat. But yeah. I, like you know, what I'm saying I just felt like he had a very strong ass argument. Mm-hmm. I think he did because um, I mean, nobody was gonna argue with him on that back then because you know he had he was an active artist since '85, mm-hmm. well into the 2000s. This this album came out in 2000, and mm-hmm. um, and he was still active and still popular and still maneuvering the way that he was like in Hollywood and everything and I think he just had a point to prove with this um as as being a rapper that's like not just going for Hollywood because you know what they say about rappers that like Mm -hmm. start out and they go into um into Hollywood shit right they never really come back the same and on this I I think he was like on a mission to kind of still showcase his hunger as an MC right and he started taking the hat off yeah. So a lot of people felt like, oh man, that's his Achilles heel right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but LL could fight, so it, it you know <laughs> it wasn't gonna be too much snapping yeah, and joking and shit hands. like that. But, <laughs> but nah, like if you like really think about it, like at, especially at this time, right? So when this project came out, in the house was on the on pretty much um going off television. Mm-hmm. But he had Halloween two come out. Mm-hmm. Um Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday, which we're gonna talk about that. 
um, Deep Blue Sea came out. And um, damn, there's another movie that he did. In, Into Deep? Into Deep. Into where, he played, deep. where he played God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> so um yeah like you like he was really he was really really like on on that type of time so people was just like oh you trying you trying to be will smith this and that and it's just very cool and he was the first he was he was just the first of a lot of stuff in rap music and the culture of hip-hop like because he was doing both and his longevity like mm-hmm. his career was spanning 20 years mm-hmm. and Everybody like nobody could do that. Like you know, his peers weren't pop like popular in '99. Well, as popular, like mm-hmm. Rakim was still like had a buzz, but like he wasn't like at that level, stoke superstar or anything yeah, like that. Nah. It, it was like Run DMC. They were by that time they were still putting out products, but they were done. Slick Rick had just came home from jail around that time, but like it was just like everybody was just happy he came home. Like a lot of his peers, KRS One, you know, like he put out product, but it it wasn't you know it wasn't going to be number one on Billboard. Yeah. Like LL, like he still was putting out number one albums, putting out chart topping records. Like that's what I mean. Like I'm he was, skill he level. was comfortably juggling everything that mm-hmm. he was doing in his career at the yes. time. Nothing was like at fault. Nothing mm-hmm. was like suffering because the other was successful. Right. He was really juggling all things, and we didn't see it on that level back then. Right. Um. So to get into the actual album, so this album, like I said, you got a bunch of big name features on here right and then i think the first taste of this album was imagine that produced by rock wilder yeah and um i likened it back then to like another version of doing it which was like another big song for him yeah. like earlier in his maybe two albums yeah. before this one all like, all like pink cookies in a plastic pass yeah yeah um yeah but i don't want to skip over the intro because the intro is hard hard produced by bim yeah this intro is crazy. Infamous Bimmy. And yeah. he did a rendition of he he mixed two songs. So like on um on Rap City. He did this on Rap City and he did Um You Can't Fuck With Me on Rap City. He blended both of mm-hmm. those verses and he did it on Rap City. That's the infamous um Rap City episode where he sat on the toilet. Mm. Remember that? <laughs> yes. He sat on the toilet, he moved the mic to himself, and he was just rapping. So I'm shitting on these niggas. And I was like, oh, this nigga is wow. no, L- That's a L- cocky motherfucker, yeah. man. This yeah. album also, like, LL's sense of humor is very, 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 like, it's very, like, uh, it's, aggressive. it's aggressive and it's like in a quiet taste. And, like, basically, like, He'll he'll gaslight you if if you like call him out on something like oh you don't like women I do this for women mm-hmm. you anything I don't do nothing for, for men I do it for women mm-hmm. like and then you just like all right bro like <laughs> but then like, he and, and, wanna... you, and you know he's not I'm sorry and yeah. you know he's not lying yeah, like yeah, if people yeah. like yo I just I just had sex with six women at one time <laughs> like like you you don't think I'm lying if he say that to you yeah. he was like, but like women like that joke <laughs> but he doesn't want you to to see him a certain way like he wants you to see him the way that. He wants you to see him. He don't right. want you to have no other perception of him than what he's giving you. Mm-hmm. Um, and this album came at an interesting time because, like we said, we mentioned the this album came after his beef with with cannabis, right? So, like, I feel like he needed something like that. And I thought about it recently, and I was like, "Yo, like, that's kind. This is probably what um, like Drake went through to like update it, right? Because Drake went through something like this in 2016 when he had his beef with Meek." Because everybody wasn't seeing him as a serious rapper. So, like, he used his beef with Meek since he won it mm-hmm. to kind of showcase to everybody that, like, he can rap. I have a question. Yeah. Do you see parallels between Drake and LL? Yeah. 
I there's do. so many, right? Yeah, there's a lot. When I on my revisit to this album, I was like, damn, yeah. Cause he there's mad cannabis disses throughout this album. Facts. He just like throws it out there. Yeah. Cause that's his that's the body that he just caught the year Yo, prior. That's true. You know, Damn, you know, I didn't think about you know that. in the linear notes he thinks of inspiration. Oh word. He <laughs> <laughs> think he yeah, he can't even thank you in, in the thank you notes. And that and bro, and that's and that's a given because I think with that beef, leading up to that, everybody was just like roll LL off as like just ladies' man. Mm-hmm. He does his ladies' hits and he get out the way. Licks his lips, rolls up one pant leg. You know, and he get out the way. But like people kind of forgot the essence of the type of MC that LL is. And cannabis helped him revisit that. So yeah, he should thank him. I just but and I hilarious. and I think and I think he used that as leverage to rap the way that he did on this album. Because he yeah. disses cannabis a lot. It's like, yo, just in case y'all niggas forgot. This other bitch was doubting me. He called a nigga a bitch. Yeah. It's like this other bitch was doubting me and get look where he at. And that's what, I'm like, it's Damn, crazy, yo. Bro. Nigga, cannabis was just trying to show love, man. Yeah, <laughs> nigga, yeah. that went crazy. Bro, and then you know what's crazy? And then you know what's crazy about that? Did you see an interview that he did recently where he was like, I kind of overreacted because yeah, he was trying to show yeah, we love. know. <laughs> yeah, like he literally was just like, yo, I want to get a tattoo just like yours, and LL just went off the handle. <laughs> he was like, fuck you, mean you trying to get a tattoo like me? Like, like yo, what, what is that? What kind of toxic masculinity is he that? Said, I didn't understand. Understand it. He said, "I didn't understand." That's what he said. Yeah, he said, "I didn't understand it because I only do stuff for women." <laughs> but but then I thought about saying. it too. But then I thought about it too. If a nigga come up to you and he tell you he <laughs> want to get your tattoo, yeah. Like like if a nigga came up to you and yeah. was like, "Cause you well, you have one tattoo." So damn right. Okay, I got one tattoo. No, you're not a good example. I'm a odd example. But if somebody, but you have a tattoo, you have a tattoo. If somebody came up to you and was like, yo, that's fire, I want to get that. I'm going to make a diss record. <laughs> Immediately, I'm going to the front of the Not only did he, did he say it, but then yeah. he said it on, on, in the verse. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. said, let me borrow that mic on, yeah, on your he arm said, let me borrow that. But that's that's homage, though. Yeah. That's something that's just homage. Because it's like, LL's known for that. Yeah. I just think the worst thing is, is that then Cannabis went on to explain to him what he meant by it. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, it's, it's cool. <laughs> and then dissed him on the song. And then dissed him on the song anyway. No, no, no. And then didn't let him show up for the video. Made him change Made him change his verse. Yeah. yeah. And then he didn't change and his. And then dissed him. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to borrow that. You want to idolize. I'm like, my nigga. Like, yeah. chill. Was he did his nah, thing. I, I hope he go off the... It's somebody else he went off. I think he went off the handle with Ice-T as well. I yeah. Don't believe that. yeah, I think like he like like he he just did some whole other shit with Ice T that like it didn't have nothing to, nothing to do with nothing and he just mm-hmm. shit on Ice T as well. And him and Ice T like didn't speak for like twenty years or some shit. Yeah, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like um, some shit like where they they just wouldn't like interact. One one thing on on the intro we was talking just to okay. bring it bring it full circle. I was watching the interview. I was watching uh, the bag few shit. What is it? Esso and Heineken, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they oh, had, he did. They had, that, he did no, they had Bimmy on there, and okay. Bimmy was saying that because in 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 the, one of the verses on the intro, he talks about like going back, going to Rikers and visiting inmates and Rikers and shit on on the intro. And Bimmy mm-hmm. told that story, and it was wild. <laughs> it was like they said a a man like a dude was braiding another dude's hair when he when he when he came in or whatever, and they went there to like you know speak to the people and like give them money and shit like that, and then <laughs> I walked through the door. <laughs> The nigga fainted, son. He's like, ah. <laughs> the nigga, I was like, yo, I'm never going back there again. <laughs> nigga fainted because he saw L. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Bro. 
And all of a sudden, them niggas can rock. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny ass story. And I was like, I heard the verse. I was like, yo, he's talking about this shit that Bimmy was talking about in the interview, son. Crazy. Bro. Crazy story, man. Nigga fantasy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Being like making a grown man faint and pass out gotta be the craziest thing <laughs> ever, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> was a nigga in the middle of braiding somebody yes. in and pass out? Yes. Oh my yes. god, bro. That's wow. insane. Man, insane. <laughs> yeah. That is insane. That shit is fun. <laughs> Ladies <laughs> love. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I ain't never going in front of meatballs again. Nah, I'm not going back there. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing when you get out, bro. <laughs> and Bimmy produced the first track. Right? Yeah, yes. he produced it. Yeah, yeah. he was talking about the that beat too. is the beat is fire. That beat is so hard, bro. And the way he went in on that shit is crazy. And I think on this, um, he struggles a lot with um with the balance of like feeding the popularity of like where he is of like the the um the the female fan base that he that he's already accumulated by this time and then reintroducing people to the MC that he is so like he has to balance both which is what Drake has to always do you know I just want a rap album from Drake I don't think it's gonna happen I mean for, for the oh, dogs, the dogs? Maybe. I don't know maybe this is the one I don't know man no I don't think it is I, I feel like Scorpion is probably the closest shit you're gonna get to that alright well we we we'll, we'll talk about that. In, in yeah, sometimes. but but um, but getting back into this one, so the perfect example actually is back where I belong with Ja Rule because he's talking about getting back to the essence of the shit, uh, getting back to the streets and all of that. So like, you see him trying to find a balance on this album. It's just that his popularity and where he's at is just bigger than what he's trying to do here. Of course, like I just when you think about LL Cool J's career, like. His like his career will be like a, an amazing movie. Like it's literally almost famous for like a rapper, but like be, became famous. Like he was sixteen years old mm-hmm. and like became a rapper. But like back then, like I don't know. Like it, it seems like people in the eighties didn't act their age. Like they like it seems like only in the nineties kids started acting like kids or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like LL was sixteen, but like when you watch it, it seemed like he's a grown ass man and shit mm-hmm. like that, right? So then for him to grow up in hip hop and like you know pre- pretty much be a part of every every first in hip hop he was a part of every like major thing or whatever like that even down to like how like iconic his performances for MTV Unplugged mm-hmm. performing Move. at the Grammys um, having like one of the first like major rap beefs with Kumo D and shit like that I just think about like damn like oh like oh has seen some shit so I know for him like when people be talking to him like that's why like when people talk to him about Jay Z he 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 acts yeah, nice. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why like he always just laugh and shit like that like, like you remember like Jay-Z in the book told the story how his uncle pretty much said you wanna be LL you'll never be LL so like Jay-Z took it personal mm-hmm. and like every time he has like a a, a, a new accomplishment he lets his uncle he brings know his uncle yeah, up. He, or he brings him up in the record mm-hmm. and LL was like I, I don't know man I just said I looked at him funny one time I laughed at him yeah <laughs> like, um, that's funny to me and even on yeah. Back Where I Belong he makes reference to to like the com- the artists that are coming up DMX because he said yeah he said he, he frames it like he's talking to a friend and the friend is talking to him about his rap career and he's like yo ever since the X's and the Jiggas came out my niggas ain't trying to hear that smooth shit you talking about and it was like that's a harsh reality for him because ninety eight was a big year for Hov. Yeah, ninety was a big year for for, for both of them for music. Yeah. yeah, 
And the lineup of artists that he has on this were all on the the, the Rough Riders um, Rockefeller tour, mm-hmm. except minus Jay Z. Yeah. So he had all that's of them. true. Like, Method Man, Red Man, Ja Rule, X. and X, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. then and then you know like uh, fucking also Prodigy is on there, which is on on that project, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Emil. Uh, a mill's on there. Mm-hmm. Another mill feature. We named um, that earlier. And Snoop and Exhibit. Yeah. So um, I think L faced the difficulty of seeing how rap was changing around him, and instead of like trying to mold to that, because he never tried to mold to how rap was changing. I don't think. I don't agree. You don't think he so? He definitely did. I, I think, think so. Did. Yeah, he did. How so? Like, I, I shot you. Like. That, that's not how he, he wasn't rapping well, like no, that in the said, 80s. No, he said, I shot you, well, in the 90s, right? Reggie's talking about 2000 and up. So, mm-hmm. my personal opinion, right, from, you're, you're talking about like 2000 and up, correct? For, I'm uh, talking about, I think, so I think for the scope of LL's career, he's always saw himself as like being the center of. So like, back from 85 radio, all the way to the early 2000s, he's molded with the times, but he's never... I don't think he's ever latched on to a trend. But well, I mean, he like well, you gotta think that's not true because in '98, the one pant leg up, where uh, him making making Fubu like a famous brand, like like Fubu, Fubu is Fubu because of LL Cool J. Yeah, but that's not him latching he's on saying, to a trend. Saying, well, I mean, like I mean, with I'm, the time. I'm just saying, yeah. like, what do you mean? As, like you talking about musically, stylistically? Yeah, because you know, so you've even seen that from Jay Z. Jay Z has latched on to different trends. Jay Z has tried to tell us, dictate to us what's cool. He 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 has done the fucking hashtag rap, like he's okay okay. But, but people okay. Well, I'll say this: when Jay did it, like you were like one of the first, like you hated it when Jay Z did that. So the I hashtag think, rap. Yeah. So I think LL stuck to what he knew, and like mm-hmm. one thing I say about LL, like he always fucked with like really good producers. DJ Scratch. He, the reason why DJ Scratch is on the album so much because DJ Scratch pretty much gave him the skeleton for the album and yeah. most of the production. DJ Scratch is. A great producer, yeah. and he worked with him. And then like LL loves working with like Top Five mm-hmm. and everything like that. But I, I get what you're saying. Like basically, he didn't work with like immediately work with like a Swiss Beast, Timberland, Pharrell. I don't think he he's never and he, sold. And he's, he, but he did do that though. He's never sold himself out. He's never compromised his sound. That's a, time. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm, it's okay. Just I'm I misunderstood you. Okay. Okay. Nah, I, just, I, just I, just I feel like. He's he like you saying it's the opposite. He's been like the trendsetter, but he's been the one putting a lot of these young cats on, like mm-hmm. on the I Shot Your Remix. You know what I mean? He got yeah. Prodigy, he got Fat Joe, mm-hmm. he got you know Keith Murray. Like he's mm-hmm. he's helping like usher in D- DMX. Like yeah. that was like one of his first verses, mm-hmm. um, yeah. first b- widely known verses yeah. on Four Three Two One. Yep. So. Shout out which to Irv Gaudia and Leo Cohen. Which is funny too because I'm like yo, like I'm actually surprised and. Happy that he's never had like a run in with X because X had such a big moment and a big time frame. And like the time that he came in, X, I mean, LL obviously was still around, but X, he never had smoke for X. I feel like it just kind of just worked. I think, I think, um, from what we've seen it with DMX, like DMX has like very, like a very large amount of respect for like certain rappers, like especially that came before him because yeah. I've seen him like interact with like Rock Kim. So I, I, I think like. Like he he basically he basically handled it the way that LL felt cannabis shit him. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, DMX yeah. was just like, yo, I fuck with you. Like mm-hmm. I appreciate you. And then he kept it moving. Yeah. And he ain't say like, yo, I want to get that mic. Yeah, L is yeah, L is just used to getting his flowers. So I think mm-hmm. I think when niggas don't give him that off rip, he's like, yo, wait a minute. Like who like, he what you about? What, who the fuck you think? You I can't are? I can't blame him though. Yeah. So that's I mean, like that's like that's like you know seeing Bill Russell and not saying thank you. Yeah. 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 I mean. Yeah. <laughs> 
LaShawn is so disrespectful. And, and it's crazy because LaShawn know we record the podcast, but he does that on purpose to let people know that he did not like it. Yep. Disdain. That's mad funny. And he's going to watch it back and listen for that. And part. laugh. No Bill Russell hate, man. Um, rest in peace, Bill Russell. Rest in um, peace, Bill Russell. So, LL Cool J is another, the title track, um, LL Cool J. <laughs> Y'all like that one? Y'all don't like that one? I don't like it at all. Song is garbage. I like. I always like the flip of the beat. I like the verse. Yeah. I just don't like a lot of the, a lot of this album. I don't like any of the choruses. Like mm-hmm. the, I feel like the beats are cool. The verses are cool. Like the last one, I, I meant to say, like Ja, the chorus is horrible. He trying to sound like DMX on that one. I never thought. I never bought into that. But it's like that time he's really trying to sound like Ja. But yeah, on this one. Fuck cannabis. He said, fuck cannabis. <laughs> he was just so aggressive with yeah. his shit for him. And like then saying, like, yeah, you know, um, uh, Wycliffe uh, signed, like, you know, fucks you in your deal. And he right. gave me your shit. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I believe that thought of, like, cannabis believed it. And he was like, hitting the Wycliffe, like, yo, yeah. is this nigga lying? Word. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He had a line in his, what did he say? He said, girl, girl, give, girl, girl gave him a head while he shampoos her hair. Yeah. He was the original DeAndre Ian. Bro, LL is wild, bro. He's wild in the day, boy. He's wild. You in red form today, boy. He's in head doing shampoo, scratching her scalp. Yeah, that boy different. Yeah, yeah. I like this new version of Quincy. And then he got a version. I mean, he has a song on here, Take It Off. So, like, he tries to do a balance of, like, the street shit. The lady shit, street yeah. shit, lady shit, and it doesn't work for the balance of the album and how it flows. Facts. Um, and it's so crazy like, because it's, it, to me, it's really dated. I think yeah. when this came out in two thousand, mm-hmm. like somebody like my pops probably listened to this, like you know, because he like my pops is definitely on the same kind of time as LL. Like my dad loves saying like, well, "Where all the girls at?" Shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, Yo, why are you always saying I'm a bunch of dudes? Shit like you always like trying to like come at my masculinity. So <laughs> that's my own, that's my own shit. But. Um, um I, like it, like at the time, I, like I think that this project didn't age very well. No, I'll say it didn't. that, but it I, I'll say for two thousand, this 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 did okay. Yeah, um, cause take take it off is like a, a cheap rendition of vibrant thing. It sounds just it like does. it does. Yeah. yeah, that's why I look. I love to see who produced that. Yeah. I was like, this is this Q-tip. Like who? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was Dilla, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. vibrant thing. Yeah, no. Dilla. Vibrant thing wasn't Dilla. Yes, it was. Was it? Yes. Didn't he do the original version? What isn't there? Isn't I'm the pretty sure thing that we got a remix? Let's I, talk about that. I think I think Dilla did vibrant thing. Let's see. We'll look it up. Let's see. Quincy probably right too. Where's love tell niggas they wrong? I do love to tell niggas they wrong, but it was Q-Tip. Oh, nah, he probably stole that from Dilla. Dilla did that. Shit. Nah, Dilla did a, a few Dilla beats ghost. on this. He, he did. Go, he, I think he ghost produced it and, and, and <laughs> put his name on it. Q-tip he did. Uh, Dilla did "Let's Ride" for him on this album, and he did the other track that he got. I forget the name, but that we're going off yeah, on the yeah. 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 Um, this sounds like a cheap rendition of a vibrant thing, and I didn't like that about it. Okay. And then, and then you got, and then you wasted. Method Man and Red Man and DMX's time with that track produced <laughs> by Trackmasters. Um, that beat is terrible. The skit is like, okay, I get it because at this time, Method Man and Red Man were such big personalities. And so I get why he did the skit. I just don't like that skit at all. Yeah, he, they tried to do the, uh, what is it called? Um, I fucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Torture. They trying to do torture, trying yeah, to do torture. torture but like your mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it just, and. Yeah, LL, and LL, sense of humor is like, 
Mm-hmm. I, I actually told a funny joke though on there. Do the, you remember the medicine ball. Oh yeah, 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 that was funny. I saw your mom barefoot kicking a med- uh, playing yeah, soccer, medicine. kicking a medicine ball. Yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> some shit yeah, like I that. Miss, I miss when people used to snap like that. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I miss those jokes. Mm-hmm. But um, let's get into farmers. Yo, yeah. farmers. Yeah, he we tried to make it an acronym. Like, yeah, this song didn't go over well at all. Man, he did try to make it an acronym. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. I love the fact that, um, like, well, Quincy alluded to it at the, at the beginning of the podcast, like how LL like made Farmers Boulevard, like how JC Jay Z made Marcy Projects mm-hmm. like a landmark. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, pretty much, that's what LL did. He was like, "Yo, I'm from Farmers Boulevard. Like, that's that's my my hood. That's where I'm from." Mm-hmm. People, I'm pretty sure, like people at one point used to go visit his grandmother's house because he used to be like, "Yeah, I remember one time I had an interview and they were saying like, "Yo, how did you come up with Mama said knock you out?" He was like, "Oh, you know, I went home to my grandmother's basement and I had writer's block." And my grandma came to the top of steps and said, knock him out. My, knock him out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I think he lied. I think he made that shit up. It's a good story. Sound good, though. It's a good story. I mean, I guess we can just split this down the middle of, like, the songs that we fuck with and what we don't fuck with, right? So, uh, Q, you got some songs that you don't, that you absolutely hate on here? Uh, that I absolutely hate? Mm-hmm. Um, not that I absolutely hate. I could definitely tell you about one that I, I, I like. We already went through the ones that I hate. Right, though. So yeah. let me let me let me go. Let Get me into tell you it. What I hate. MISS, I fucking hate it. I hate I hate the mm-hmm. song The Goat. Yeah. Um Homicide, Farmers, and Take It Off. Yeah, and um okay, I hate all of those as well, but I also hate This Is Us with Carl Thomas. Mm. I hate that song. I like that one. I like and that song. I don't like Hello with Amil. I, I love Emil's parts yeah, though. Emil's yeah, voice yo, is fine. I ain't gonna lie. I, I love Emil's voice. I said it's that awesome. already. All right. That's yeah. why, because that's why, that's why I said I like Bia because she, her voice yeah. reminds me of Emil. Yeah. All right. Um, nah, but yeah, I like this. Is us with Carl Thomas, obviously. L bomb. Imagine that. Um, can't think. I like that song. Um, you and me with Kelly Price. I kind of like that's Dallin's love song on this album. That song was fire. It's yeah. a yeah. good song. Um, Queens were prodigy as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. love hearing P's yeah. voice and LL and, was snapping on that. And one. like, and like, I just think it's crazy, like how he just would not let up um, on cannabis, like on back where I belong, or like basically a song with uh, Snoop Dogg and, and with Snoop Dogg exhibit in jail felony. Mm-hmm. Like he basically calls Jamie Foxx a pussy and says that Chris Rock is funnier than him. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's funny in hindsight because it's like, I mean, like, it's each his own, like, you know, people could, like, argue, like, who's funnier and shit like that. But I just think that, like, that whole thing is funny because on any given Sunday, they had a real life fight. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't fake. And they both gave their versions of it. Even though, like, Jamie kept it a buck and said he lost. Like, Jamie giving his version of how intense LL was acting. Like, basically method acting, thinking yeah. he was acting like going to play a real football game and shit. Don't it's hit hilarious. my body. Don't touch my body. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah. Son, like you know how funny that gotta be, like because that was a big dude too. Yeah. I was like six two, like two twenty, yeah. like coming down. Like Jane Fox is like niggas, like we on the same team. Why are you even yeah. this intense? That's a cla- <laughs> that's a classic stand up. Like you don't see stand ups like that no more. Thanks. Niggas calling out names and dissing people openly like that. It's not happening like that. Terrell no Owens said, "I'll beat the dog shit out of Jane." Yeah. Oh, and Bill Bellamy said it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. Oh, Queens is featuring Prodigy. That's yeah, a, that's that. a yeah, that's a that's a big that's a big moment on this album because it's like oh shit, you know he he reached back. Yeah, he reached back. He got some people on here. He got Habit production on here too. That's he yeah. produced Queens is. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the one yeah. he produced. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. And that's what I think was also cool about LL. LL also like didn't like shit on up and coming rappers. Mm-hmm. He gave rappers a shot. He would put them on records and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's dope. 
for like because you would think somebody like LL wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You would think that, like, you know, from, like, with the idea, you know, when we see it, but, like, actually, no, he gave back and, like, actually, and was actually really trying to help Def Jam because, you know, like, like, he put all of the new artists on his project. He just wanted his respect and he wanted his um his shine and um recognition, too, because right. even on this album, he's like, yo, Def Jam better step it up because niggas is trying to holler at me. Like, Def Jam, they know what they got to do. He's like, oh, shit, okay. You know, he making his bid. Um... You mentioned bonus track. I'm assuming you were talking about Ill Bomb. I was talking about Ill Bomb. Okay. Boy, oh boy, mm-hmm. man, this was big on the radio. Yeah, this yeah. was like when this was when Flex was making a movie. Like he was dropping bomb. I, this is back. I, st- I think I still was do- recording shit off the radio. Yeah, like, I was too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like man, he made th- this and Hate Me Now. Like to me, stand out in my childhood. Like when Flex was going the craziest with the bombs. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 made the, that shit a movie and Ill Bomb was on his album. Yeah. So yeah, it was on the Tunnel Project. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ill Bomb like it. Like I said, it was just like his return to form. And mm-hmm. it's funny because like LL has had this was this was the the third time that he had to do that. Like pretty, it was the last time, but like you know, it was like where like basically after he dropped I Need Love, him and Como D was going back and forth, and then he dropped Mama Said Knock You Out. Mm-hmm. And then after Mom said knock you out, he had to do it again, and he dropped Mr. Smith to like pretty much let people know like he was mm-hmm. going, he he could still drop a like solid project, yeah. and he wasn't going to like Hollywood leave. And then with this project, I don't think the project answered it, but I think that winning the beef with cannabis and then L bomb still like let people know like all right, all right, uh, we'll back up mm-hmm. off you, we'll, we'll we'll leave you alone. Mind you, phenomenon is is a very slept on. Uh, I actually really like that project. That's, it wasn't yeah. received very well when it came out. It had a bad first single. Yeah, something like a phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to cross over. You know what I'm saying? Like that was like the shiny suit, hype Williams era, and anything like that. I watched that shit. It, shit. it came on right after in the house. Watched it. Facts. In front of the TV, it was hype. I ain't gonna lie, Lil Tori was performing something like a phenomenon. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah, that shiny suit era had a lot of people fucked up. It had people a little bit out of their element. But I don't think I don't think he really. I think he was still trying to make that work for himself. He wasn't, uh, wasn't trying, trying to fuck out of himself yeah. in that video. He wasn't trying. He wasn't trying to fit that mold. He was still trying to just make it work for himself. And uh, and at that time, like uh, I think like he was him and Tupac was like going back and forth over Kadada Jones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with Kadada. What was that time like? Time frame like? Because he was with his. Simone was always, well, let me know, no, let me not say it like I know it, like it's gospel. It seemed like Simone was always going to be in his life because I think they had a child together, mm-hmm. but like he was basically being LL Cool J and just dating other people and shit. Yeah, he dated Kadada for like two years. Yeah, because you got to think like he was, because he was out on the West Coast. Quincy Jones produced his show. Mm-hmm. It was like a whole thing. It was pretty much like, well, you dating the boss's daughter, like we'll make it work or whatever like that. And like, you know, Simone was in New York. Mm. I think I don't know for fact I'm just saying what it seemed like mm. I mean that sounds about right yeah it's interesting yeah, maybe he, they I guess cause he was out in the open with Kadada yeah that's what I'm saying I, I just think like when you know like he was in his 20s when he was a fucking million he was LL Cool J mm-hmm. like I think like when like somebody like him like I think he was able to like give like listen like this is just for show <laughs> Don't pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And like, think about it. We ain't have the internet, so she was seeing that shit in like Word Up magazine and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tablet. Yeah. Print. 
It's like, when was this? What is this? Yeah, what is this? Like, yeah. oh, you know, she, she helped me on set. Yeah. She showing me around LA. You know, I'm not from out here. Shit like that. Then when later, years later, we find out, like, him and Tupac was sneak dissing each other on tracks over and shit. Word. Yeah, Kadada is low key. You don't never see her either. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we know about this album at, like, we think the consensus is that it ran for a little too long, right? Yeah, it ran a little bit too long. Definitely. Okay. And then, um, we already went into the songs that we don't like. We went into the songs that we like. Mm-hmm. Are you guys ready to get into your ratings? Sure. Okay. Quincy, you want to kick it off? Sure. Uh, I would go. I would go with uh, a two point five waffles. Mm. Two point five. Okay. Only because you know I, I like the the beat selection. Mm-hmm. Thought the beat selection was good, but I feel like most of the choruses fell short. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is like one of the only LL albums in his like prime. I guess you could say, um, if we're considering that part of his prime. I think this was the start of the decline. Yeah, this is the o- this is the only album that doesn't have a single that that went. Like Ill Bomb don't really count. Yeah, yeah. So that was a rap record. You right? It Imagine that over. and the Imagine Kelly that. Price song. Mm-hmm. That it didn't like you don't hear that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every other album had at least one or two. Even the albums after that had yeah, yeah, you're big right. songs. Yeah, ten mm-hmm. was after that, and ten Paradise. you can hear Paradise and Love You Better, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even the one after that with with uh, Timberland and J Lo. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. you know, you know what they call them? <laughs> big L A, Big Silly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like it fell short. It didn't even have the single he needed. So yeah, two and a half. For me. Okay. Okay. What about you? And that's my guy. Just making that clear. Um, I I give it I give it two waffles out of five. Um, you know, this thing like basically like I like all I need is ill bomb from this project. Truthfully, like nice. wholeheartedly, but I you know I I just fuck with L. I just you know, I just think L is a cool guy mm. and everything like that. L, please if you ever hear this, don't call me a meatball like anything like that. Like I just hold you to a really high standard. Like mm-hmm. in this project, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't up to your standard. Yeah, not not to not to anybody. I don't compare you to nobody else but yourself, Mr. Smith. <laughs> I um I would actually echo that and give this a two as well. I think um I need this I need this intro. This intro is fire. Yeah, intro is really good. It's a nice reminder of like the type of MC that LL is, and the energy that he brings when he raps when he like fully focuses up and raps. Um, and then obviously I need uh what you call it on here, um, L bomb. Ill Bomb is a good one. And the track with Kelly Price. I like the track with Kelly Price. It's good. It's a nice... It, it's not that I need it. I just appreciate it because it's so well balanced. And it's it, it's a great homage to the type of rapper that he is when he's on his Loverboy shit, especially in his later half of his career. Um, I just don't think he executed this properly. I think um, what he, for what he was trying to do, which was like entertain both sides and like still make like a cohesive project, it just didn't work out. It ended up being bloated and one-sided and like you got dj scratch but then you got you know self you got track masters if he just let dj scratch do this whole album it probably would have been better off i mean yeah he laid the skeleton l just went and got other producers so mm-hmm. that you know maybe ll got in his own way mm-hmm. but um one last thing i want to say is the reason why we're doing this project is because um ll was on sway in the morning and he had a really good freestyle you know he was promoting like you know um his Rock the Bells festival, and he was promoting Hip Hop at 50. And Reg said that it was really good, and I was really shocked to hear Reg say that. Why? 
I mean, you know, you don't you don't really be supportive of, of my golden era rappers, you know? It's not that. It's just some some of them niggas don't age gracefully. Okay. I'll, 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 Okay. Yeah. I, I will, I, cause you know, like I wanna, you know, I wanna, I wanna do like a KRS One album or something like that, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I be, I see, mm-hmm. see. Now, no, you can do Criminal Minded. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I be wanting to do like you know, they 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 projects from like then. Well, but y'all you know, let me Reg, know if y'all wanna see us review, uh, KRS One any project. Shit, I mean, you know, you know, other, there's other artists, you know, what I'm saying, but shit, maybe even a fucking uh, gangstar, you know, I would love to do a gangstar project, you know. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to think about what you guys would want to see. Okay, and you, you're right. Maybe yeah. some of them wouldn't want to see it, but I, I know our TikTok followers would want it. Okay, I know for sure TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, tic- fuck with the older, older content, yeah, the man. older statesmen and hip hop. Yeah, we do. That's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a pocket on there. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a nice pocket on there. Um, but yes, like I said, all in all, I agree. I think this album, um, for what he was trying to do, I think he proved it on the surface a little bit of him being still a force to be reckoned with, especially this part of his career. And it's impressive for him to be able to still rap like this, where he was juggling so many bags at the time. Yeah, like he didn't have to come back and rap. Right, and he always did it. He always right. came back. And he laid the groundwork for what Nas and Jay Z are doing now. Yeah, he did. He was he the first. Came back. So like again, he, he does get he does get that respect and that homage. Um, but I would challenge you guys to go listen to this album. See what you take from it. See if you like it. See if you disagree with us. Give us your rating. Leave us leave us a comment. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian V. We're out of here. Catch you guys next time. Dun dun.